Welcome to the Career Pivot Podcast. I'm Beck Sands and I help people pivot into careers or businesses that they love. This podcast is an interview series with people that have successfully pivoted their careers so that you can feel inspired to do the same. I believe that everyone deserves to do work that they love and to feel fulfilled, driven and know that they're making a positive impact in the world. This is the first episode of the Career Pivot Podcast. I've been thinking about launching this for a long time and I'm so excited to finally bring it into the world. In today's podcast episode, I'm going to be interviewing Naomi Arnold, who's an award-winning life and business coach, mentor and trainer with a background in psychology, health, business and human rights. She's also the co-founder of the Feminist Coach Academy and Feminist Coach Theory, as well as the Gentle Business Mastermind and Developing Coach Collective. Naomi is very dear to me and has actually been my business coach for the past year and also when I initially launched my coaching business back in 2015. She is an incredible source of knowledge and support and is a very savvy businesswoman. Okay, now let's dive into the interview. So tell us a bit about your career pivot and where you were at in your career um, before you uh, made the change and what was the catalyst that made you want to pivot? There are so many different versions of this story that I could tell starting at different (laughs) points. So after school, I signed up for a Bachelor of Psychology with honours. And I did that because at the time I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to do something that was service-based, that helped people, that helped them create change in their lives. But I didn't quite know what. And I remember my dad at the time saying to me that psychology is probably a good option because it is open in a way and it could open up different options if I'm not sure. And so that's what I ended up doing and and I loved it. And then when I graduated, I got a job at the Australian Government Department of Health in Canberra. And I moved there for that, thinking I'd only be there for a year and I'd figure out what I want to do while I'm there. And I ended up being there for like eight years, as people often, <laughs> as is but, often the case. Oh my God, the old, yeah, I'll just do it for 12 months. When you get a job like that, that pays well, that's flexible, that has great working hours. And mm-hmm. I was lucky to have great people around me. And, and so it's hard, it's hard to take the leap into something else when you have that. And so that whole time I was still you know, researching and researching and analyzing and trying to figure out what it is that I wanted to do. I know I didn't want to stay in government. I tried a few different things. So I took leave without pay at one point to uh, get a job that was around being an intern psychologist. So I did that for, I think, about six months and I decided that wasn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> and returned back to my government job. I applied for the AFP, the Australian Federal Police, at one point. And wow. I yeah, that. and I, I got through. I got offered the job, and oh, it was amazing. I turned it down at that point when I realised when I had it in front of me that that wasn't for me. And I think by that point I might have been pregnant, perhaps. And so that was around when the I think the catalyst happened for me. It was when I was pregnant with my first child. I don't know. I just felt this sudden urge that something had to change. That this research and analysis and (laughs) cycle Mm -hmm. that I was finding myself in wasn't working and I was very logic based I was very 
I don't know. I had to do my risk. I was in government. You do your risk analysis, you know, Mm -hmm. you you have your processes. (laughs) So uh, that was very much ingrained in me. And uh, there was a point when I was pregnant where I said to myself, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to try something different. I'm going to commit, I think I said for a year to just saying, thanks head, but I'm going to go with what feels right. And mm. I, I told myself I was going to spend the year making decisions based on that, which was really hard for me because I'd never done that before and I didn't even know what that felt like. That's when things started to shift and change yeah. and where I started to actually see the clues and found myself starting enrolling in a course that teaches you about uh, starting an online business and it all kind of began to pivot from there. Yeah, there needs to be a catalyst or it feels like there needs to be a catalyst in order to leave something like that feels safe, that has that steady paycheck uh, and all of the benefits and the good people and everything that you can get from from like a full-time job. Yeah, we'll just sort of conjure up that courage, if you like, to go and actually do something different. Yes. And just using me as an example, I think that during that time, there were two major catalysts. And the first was the one I just said, it was when I got pregnant, there was something that shifted there. Yeah. And then I think the second for me, so I enrolled in a few courses and was building like my website on the side, but I still didn't take the full jump until the second catalyst happened. And that was when my dad got diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. And I was in Canberra, they were in Queensland. And for me, like there was just no thought about it then. We Mm. quit my job, (laughs) we sold our house and we were going to move back to, to be near him, obviously, and to focus on my business as as the work plan. So that was the catalyst for taking that big leap. I don't think I would have done it that quickly or that suddenly if dad hadn't have got unwell. And just as a little like Mm. footnote here, that was late 2014. What are we now? We're 2020. He's still here and doing fine. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a big mystery and miracle, whatever you want to call it. So. But, you know, sometimes I think like as horrible um, and awful as circumstances can be, sometimes, you know, the universe kind of creates situations that forces us into doing what we want to do, you know, what we truly are put here to do. All right. Well, let's talk about what some of the first steps were that you took to gain clarity on where you wanted to go um, mm-hmm. and what advice would you sort of give to other people thinking, you know, I may not be in the right place, but I'm not sure what next sort of steps to take. So I think when things started to shift, some of the things that I had been doing was randomly following bloggers and entrepreneurs mm-hmm. who were doing work in areas that were somewhat of interest to me. And at that point, I didn't know that that's what I wanted to do too, that I wanted to be a business owner or an entrepreneur. I was more just following these people because they were talking about things that I was passionate about. And so I think that was one of the early things that planted the seed for me. And then, as I mentioned before, once I made that decision to start making decisions followed you know, on based on a more heart-based place, I guess, I came across 
a video that one of these bloggers shared and at the time it was Marie Folio and I think it was in the lead up to her B-School launch and when I watched that I still didn't know why or what but I just had this feeling like that was the first step for me yeah but watching that video even if that didn't end up being the path for me I just felt like that was the first step. So I enrolled in that program and I still remember skipping. I think by that point I had had Daniel because I remember having the pram and I remember like skipping down the street with this big smile on my face and a car beeping at me because I just looked so silly, but I was so happy because (laughs) I felt like I'd taken a step. Yes. And so it's kind of like, you know, looking at where the joy is or where the passion is, where the love is. Is that what you sort of mean by following your heart, you know, making heart-centered decisions? Yeah. And I think it's trusting that I don't need all the answers now. So I think the biggest thing, and when I talk, when you mentioned about tips for others, I think Mm. the biggest thing for me was that I spent years focusing on what I don't know and trying to figure out the answers, I guess. And Mm. things didn't change until I started to focus on what I did know, what I knew. And when I did that, I focused on the stuff that I did know. And when I did that, I was able to take steps and, and move forward. And that was one of them. What I did know in that moment was that that course had something to do with it. If I had done what I'd done in the past, I would have sat there and focused on what I didn't know. Like, why has it got something to do with it? Like, what am I going to do with it once I'm done? Like, but that was one of the first times where I didn't do that. And then I think moving forward, like when it came to launching a business, deciding on niching and all these big decisions, it was the same thing. A lot of people get stuck focusing on what they don't know, but I was focusing on what I did know. What did I know about the people I want to help? And what did I know about what I could potentially offer? And I would move forward based on that, trusting the rest would come through action and evolution. Yes. With movement. Yeah. And I think, you know, looking at what you do know rather than what you don't know, that has to be, I think, the biggest thing that, you know, a lot of people starting out don't sort of get rather than focusing on, okay, what what are my weaknesses or like comparing yourself to other people or looking at what don't I know, you're you're actually saying, okay, what do I know? How can I implement that and then take action? Yeah. And what, and how can I work with what I've got already? So I know that in the past, like I always felt like I had to finish this qualification or this course or get this other qualification before I could do anything. But I mean, I already had a Bachelor of Psych. (laughs) I already had like all of these tools and resources. And I think sometimes when we do that, we can get started with something and build on that other stuff as we go along too. And that's one of the best things about business is that you do have that (laughs) freedom to pivot and evolve. Whereas I guess in some other career choices, perhaps you're a bit more restricted there. Oh, totally. Or it can at least feel restricted. My background is sort of PR and going, you know, I started in agency. So it was like all PR people, you know, with clients. And then after about five years, I went in-house and I didn't really, I kind of had this story in my head that it wasn't like, I was like, oh no, that's not available to me. Like it's all agency. There's not many in-house roles because they were like the coveted kind of positions So I was just like, oh, it's not even available. So maybe I'll just leave PR. But then I actually did, 
you know, it may not actually be changing entirely. It could just be a question of looking at where else you can vertically move within your field. So like, you know, a different type of organization, like a, like still doing what you're doing, but in a different industry. Yeah. And it's, I guess that's, that's just as important, isn't it? When we're trying to pivot or transition is unpacking those stories and those fears and those things that are holding us back. But I find with a lot of my clients, a lot of the time, it is revealed in the sessions that they do actually know what they want to do. It's all those stories that are attached to it and all those fears. And it's kind of unpacking those, championing them and figuring out, well, what, instead of having this either or approach, like how can you move forward and what can we do to set up to make you feel more safe and supported as you do? You know, our careers and what we do, our careers, our businesses, it is emotional because it's, it's all bound up with, you know, our well-being, where we spend our days. Often it's wound up with our identities, um, so how we feel accepted and appreciated and what we give to others in the world. Not even taking into account all of, like, the financial factors and, you know, how we put food on the table and how we, you know, how we support our families and ourselves. And people in the past have said to me, like, oh, no, just take the emotion out of it out of your career and it's like but it's emotional <laughs> that's where the biggest clues are right about what is important to us and what our next steps might be is by in a way that feels as safe as possible exploring some of those emotions and and feelings I think one of the questions that I really wanted to, to ask you, you know, what, what are your three recommendations for, for people if they're in a corporate role or they're in a career that they've worked really hard to build, but they feel like it's not, it's not quite right for them? What do you think are sort of like the first things that they could do to find some clarity um, on what they want to do and, and to pivot? And I know that we were talking about sort of following the heart and the joy, but I guess like mm-hmm. in terms of, some practical uh, and really Mm -hmm. actionable steps that they could take right now? So I feel like the first step that is really important is to find space and to take care of yourself. I feel like a lot of times when we're in this situation where we're confused and overwhelmed and want to get the hell out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That we're also exhausted and run down and our mind is full and we're juggling a million things. And it can be really hard to find clarity and to hear that inner voice when you're in that position. Mm. And I have found just about every client that has come to me that's wanted to find their life purpose or find their, you know, a meaningful career, that the other goal is always around self-care and Mm -hmm. balance and whatever terms resonate with them. And there's a reason for that. I feel like the two are so closely intertwined. And if there's something you can do to find that or to build that into your life, it will help. It's frustrating because you just want the answers now, but it will help you find that answers. And that's partly why coaching works if you can afford a coach as well because you are that is a way of carving out space you're carving out session times with your coach every however often you're seeing them and you're carving out space to do your homework and tasks in between but you can create that for yourself too so 
what can I do to take care of myself there? Um, how can I take care of myself outside of work? And I feel like that's a really important piece because it's really hard to hear your inner voice, you know, make decisions, uh, follow through with them, uh, get through everything your inner critic and all those stories have to say. All of that stuff is really hard when you're burnt out and run down and stressed. And yeah. I think of a similar vein, the second thing that I would say is uh, the second tip would be to like get everything out of your head because so much is circling up there. We've done so many Google searches. <laughs> We've looked at so many courses and jobs. Uh, there's so many ideas and, and so much that our inner critic is saying, like our heads are full with everything when we're trying yeah. to figure out what is next. So I feel like that's the next biggest thing is to get it all out of your head. So to write down what all of your strengths and, and passions are. And if you don't know, just write down what you do know and write down what you've loved about previous roles whether they're paid or, or unpaid and what you haven't loved about them and write down all of the options that you think are out there that you're trying to consider and how you're feeling about it write down everything your inner critic is saying and all the stories that are attached to it I feel like if you can get as much as you can out of your head and onto the page that helps create some space too and then if you look at it for clues there's often clues there for what you can do next and for me it was you know following some bloggers that had overlapping interests with mine they weren't exactly the same but there was overlapping interests there for me it was looking at some courses and at that point I was still in the loop unable to decide <laughs> but yes. writing them down and, and thinking about it and I think putting all that down on paper and then looking for the clues and if you've got the space, you've, you've been taking care of yourself and you've put everything down on paper and you're looking at those clues, there's usually something that comes up as I could do this next. Yeah. And of course, the final thing I would say is if you can afford it, get help. Like do get a coach a, yeah. a life or career coach because they will help you through this process. They will support you. They will look at, you know, they'll get you to write things down. And if you like, they can look at them and say, have you considered this? And, you know, it just helps with expanding those options. I would definitely add to that. Look at where you can get look at expanders so like people that can that you can look to that have taken the steps that you want to take so that you can see it's possible when we're comparing ourselves with others we need to maybe like unfollow and unsubscribe if they're actually preventing us from taking action but often it's like looking at them and saying okay that's a sign that like if I feel a twinge of of envy or you know if I really admire that person and what they're doing it's like okay that's where I want to go and that's where I want to take the steps like in my journey that's like that's a sign for me that a that's where I want to go but then also that it's possible to go there um, so for people that are interested in starting a business, what are some of the best things that you've experienced about being in business? And like, what are some of the benefits? And basically, like from your words, is it worth it? Because this is, I know this is one of the questions that I was always asking, like, is it worth it? Like, it sounds like it's going to be really hard. Is it going to be worth it? That's such a good question because it's a hard one to answer. It, it might be worth <laughs> it for me, but another person it might not be that's okay 
So like for me, it is worth it. Mm. I recognize though for other, some others it might not be, but for me it's worth it because it feels 100% right for me. Even on the tough days, I've just always felt like this is my thing. I'm doing my thing. <laughs> Once I discovered this, I knew this was what I wanted to be doing. There was no mm. more doubt about about what my career should be, which I felt in all my other careers and versions of yeah, me. Yeah, yes. I know not everyone feels that way and, and it's still worth it and still for them. But for me, that's that's one of the reasons why I know that it's worth it. The other reason why it's worth it for me is that I can evolve with it. So I feel like in business, as I evolve and as I grow and as I learn more and as I unlearn more, that I can evolve with my business or my business can evolve with me as my interests change, as my development change, as my expertise changes or deepens, so can my business. And I think that's a really exciting thing about doing business is it does give you that freedom to to evolve and pivot and and shift and grow and kind of overlapping from that one of the things that is the best things I think about business but also on the flip side one of the hardest things (laughs) but still makes it worth it in my opinion is how much my as a individual and human (laughs) I have grown from having a business the same time I feel like I've become so much more confident and feel so much more worthy and myself because of the things that I've had to overcome in the growth. (laughs) Yeah. So that's not really selling it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But I, I, I agree. No, look, I, I think for me, I think I questioned whether it would be worth it, but mainly because it took me so long (laughs) to actually step into it. Sometimes if you are doing something on the side for a really long time, it can be tricky like to see that kind of traction and that growth. And then you can question whether it's worth it because even if you love it, you're doing it like, you know, at night and on the weekend and you'd sort of, and that, that obviously has a big impact on what else you can do in your life and, you know, your social life and spending time with friends and family and, and so on um, and your own downtime. So, you know, I think for me, I question whether that part was worth it, but then, you know, it's really hard to, like we were talking about before, unless you have that catalyst to be able to step into your business full time it's hard to take that leap because, you know, once you're in your comfort zone, it can be the safest place. It can feel like the safest place to be, but I can definitely say now having stepped into my own business, it's very much worth it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a big, uh, so there's a two things that I heard there that really jumped out at me. And one is that I feel like if you can, if you believe you can be this in the long haul, like, you know, it's not going to be a quick, immediate thing. You're not going to become an instant millionaire or wealthy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unless you already have a lot of resources and backings to support you, mm-hmm. that's not likely. If you're in it for the long haul, I, it's worth it. If, if you're not and you want something to be successful quickly, as I said, without those resources, it's probably not worth it for you because businesses don't always happen overnight. The second thing, you can change your mind. I know people who have started businesses, they've done the work and they've realized that this isn't 
for me. And that sounds scary at the outset because, (laughs) because, you know, you want to be choosing the thing and you're putting so much of your heart and your soul and your time and often your money into it. Yet when you go through that process and you live it and you do it, and then you realize this isn't for me, that in itself can feel really good and to know that I gave it a go. I don't have to worry now. I don't have to wonder. I don't have to do the what ifs. I actually did it and I discovered it wasn't for me. And that in itself can feel really freeing and opening. And it often comes with, uh, with clarity too about what is for you and what is next. And I have found that a lot of the time, like the courses that they've enrolled in, the things that they've done to get them to that point have still been relevant. So if they've got another job, say they did a coaching qualification, they're still using their coaching skills in that job. If they've done a business and marketing course, this other job that they've now got when they've decided business isn't for them, they're using a lot of those tools and strategies, but working for someone else. And that's 100% okay and awesome too. Thank you so much, Naomi. I'm going to link to everything um, that we've talked about also to where you can find out more information about Naomi and some of her courses and some of the things that she's doing as well. But Naomi, what, just before we go, what, uh, what's one thing that you're, you'd want to mention that you're currently working on um, and where can people go to find out more about what you're doing? The most relevant thing might be our gentle business mastermind that I do with Amanda Ruzzi and Nicola Newman. And each year we usually have a affiliate package for b-school so people who join up to b-school through us get free access to the mastermind so if you are exploring the possibility of business that might be a useful combo package for you so and sorry that one's the marie folio one the b-school which i'll link to in the notes so if that does sound like an option for you it might be a a useful kind of bonus to have on the side because we support people to build business gently through a whole year. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Naomi. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me back. Thanks so much for listening. And if you loved this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a review. You'll find a link to this episode and all of the show notes at becksands.com forward slash podcast. While you're there, make sure you sign up for my free weekly email newsletter where I share loads of practical advice for making your career pivot. Remember, you deserve to do work in the world that you love. Until next time, have an awesome day. Awesome.